0: Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app.
1: Thank you, Lorena. And yes, some great illustrations in a way that we can understand what real wisdom is and the foundation that's there. And I do have to say that, Lorena, the, the peanut butter is a wise thing, but why not mix it with chocolate? Now there, that's a wise combination that we've got there. And so if you need some peanut butter, I've got some extra skippy here, and uh, it'll be wonderful for you there. But good morning and, uh, and welcome to Neighborhood Church of Cyprus, our live stream. And I am so glad that you have chosen to be with us this morning. You know, I don't know if you have noticed, but there is an unusual condition that has been growing as a result of this coronavirus crisis. Now, I'm sure that each uh, of you have been affected by it in some way, and, and it has influenced maybe even much of your thinking. And it could even have started you down the road to uh, some of the feelings we've been experiencing throughout this crisis. Maybe a little bit of fear, uh, uh, for sure, feelings of frustration and, and, and feeling overwhelmed or exasperated, and even maybe uh, a little bit numb. Psychologists and, and neurologists, uh, call this condition information overload. Uh, are you feeling a bit of this? If you are in our chat, feel free to let us know. Are you feeling that 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 frustration of information overload, being bombarded by uh, news media here and news media here, and 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 uh, 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 online, all kinds of different videos and 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 publications being put out? It's just think so much information is coming at us. And information overload messes with our thought process. And it brings out those feelings we just mentioned of frustration and fear and feeling numb. Uh, And even creates uh, a little bit of a dependency on more information to somehow settle the angst within us. We feel if we just get in some more information, somehow we'll feel okay. And yet, all this information overload comes with a unique side effect, we are now more susceptible to being persuaded and actually manipulated to believe one way, even despite factual evidence. And oh my, is there a lot of misinformation out there and new convincing conspiracy theories. Uh, we wonder, who, who do we really listen to? Uh, because with... Information overload. We need to pull away and to th- to think more, to reason in our minds, and, and to really listen. I- I'd like to do a fun little experiment with you this morning. It's it's a little word problem. So so listen and see if you can answer it. It goes like this: Emily's father had three daughters. The first two are named April and May. What's the third daughter's name? Now now, if you're online, don't answer right away. Just just think in your mind. Uh, some of you already guessed already, but if you guess June, that's the most popular answer uh, and an intuitively given answer. But it's wrong. The answer that I know some of you already got is Emily, uh, because it starts out Emily's father has three daughters. Obviously, Emily's one of those daughters, so it is april may and emily even though we want it to be june (laughs) Uh, uh, to come to that solution the right solution we need to pause and to override that initial gut response and because most of us are on a little bit of information overload we can't let our brains pause and listen to reason Uh, well job the person that we've been studying and the Bible book that we've been studying over these last number of weeks uh, is facing information overload. He has three friends who, who've been bombarding him with all kinds of reasons and false assumptions and, in a way, conspiracy theories of why Job is suffering the way he is, and they are convinced, <laughs> and they are convincing. And Job has moments where he's caving and can't find the right answer until now. Until now in in chapter 28, where the Bible book of Job takes actually a literary shift and answers the question, who do I listen to? Where do I find wisdom? Wisdom to navigate the, the, the storms of suffering and troubled times and really all of life. Now, over the past uh, weeks, we have been following the saga of Ron and Marilyn Jackson as they, like Job, are trying to make sense of all they have been experiencing, all they have been suffering through. They make some discoveries, just like Job. Let's hear more of their story.
2: I think the last six or seven months before we had the fire in our home, I prayed every night, Lord, what's the way out of this? How did we get out of this? What's the answer to this? And I rehearsed all kinds of uh, dialogues, I would say to the kids to move them on. Letters. Uh, letters, we, we prayed, we talked about it, we had a strategy. Nothing seemed to work until the day of the fire.
3: What was the week like before that?
2: pretty much numb because it was the week right after the fire you couldn't be in the home because of the smoke and all the chemicals that would be there um, so we were at a hotel and uh, we, again what do you do they're taking care of the fire they're, they're throwing things out and you can't be there you're not allowed to be there um, and so you know, you, you go to work and you're kind of going through the motions of it. But you, again, my emotions were just like all over the place. That was just numb. And it wasn't until maybe a week later, when I, when it just dawned on me, I think the Holy Spirit brought to my attention, did you not pray for all the problems to be taken out of your home? And I said, Yes, I did. And I had the other. I was like, How'd I do? <laughs> I said, You did great, God. You did. You did something I could not do in a miraculous way because in the long run I could see everybody landed where they needed to be. Even our kids going into foster care which really hurt me because I felt once they go into foster care we'll never see them again. But they all went to relatives or friends of ours so we would see them and I was shocked at that but that's because nobody on the other side of the family would have wanted the kids at all. So when the social worker said, who do you know, we gave them two different family names and that's exactly where the kids went. So we have been able to see the kids on a fairly regular basis. So that's been soothing in the sense that they're no longer with us, we're not raising them, someone else is, but we do get to celebrate some of the holidays. So it's like, this is turning out to be pretty good in the long run. Um, so now all we have to deal with is kind of somehow getting back into our home, into a routine where we can begin to meet with people and, and have them at our home for meals. And you know that sense of hospitality we used to love to share uh, will come back to us. We'll be able to do that again. But I, I really feel that message in my mind came from the Holy Spirit. Because once the fire came, I was no longer praying that prayer, Lord, how do I get them out of my home? They're gone. And then within a week, I think the connection was made. God did take care of it in a miraculous way. Who would have thought my home would have caught on fire, and that's how we take care of it. It's a bizarre miracle.
1: (laughs) Ron and Marilyn chose to listen to the wisdom of God. And in Job chapter 28, we find two fruitless efforts and one sure way to receive the wisdom of God the wisdom for life, for listening to the wisdom of God that brings help and hope in life. Uh, so let's take on this study of, of, of Job chapter 20. Before we do, if you wouldn't mind standing where you're at, I know it might be weird in your living room or wherever, but go ahead and stand and we're going to pray. Okay, come on. Some of you are still sitting. Stand up. I can see you. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but let's pray. Father God, <clears throat> thank you, uh, first of all, for meeting Ron and Marilyn where they are and for walking them through the process. They're continuing on, and Lord, giving them wisdom for life, that wisdom they have received from you. And and Lord, we want to be able to receive that wisdom from you. Lord, help us as we study and look at Job and what he's going to teach us today about how we might receive this wisdom for life as we go through our own crisis, Lord, our own issues. And so walk with us. Teach us. Holy Spirit, do your work in our heart, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen you can have a seat and i encourage you to
3: <clears throat>
1: touch somewhere or on the screen there and and pick up one of the outlines and begin to fill it out as you're going along or grab a piece of paper it's always good for you to to write some things down and to to walk through that there are all kinds of materials online actually we've created a whole new section on our webpage called revive revive your soul this week and if you go down to the week that We're in and you click on there. There's videos and other publications and study guides and all kinds of things right there for you and available for you. So I encourage you to to use that resource. <clears throat> now, Job, um, the Bible book of Job is part of what is called wisdom literature. Uh, so it's written sometimes in, po- in a poetic way uh, with, with lots of imagery and word pictures uh, to convey feelings and emotions. So see if you can pick up on those feelings as we walk through our study this morning. And so let's dive in. Let's let's dive in and, and, and see these these uh, fruitless reasons first, but then that one main reason coming up. But the but the first fruitless one is wisdom is not discovered from within. Uh, wisdom cannot be mined out from the depth of human understanding. So hopefully you have your Bible book of uh, Bible open and, and your Bible book and go open to the Bible book of Job, Job chapter twenty-eight. And this first section, we'll be reading verses one to 14. And we've asked Vanessa Miller if she wouldn't mind reading this section for us. So Vanessa.
0: Well, good morning. I'm reading to you this morning from my classroom where it is amazingly quiet. And we're looking at Job 28, one to 14. There's a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for ore and the blackest darkness. Far from human dwellings, they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. Far from other people, they dangle and sway. The earth from which food comes is transformed below as by fire. Lapis lazuli comes from its rocks and its dust contains nuggets of gold. No bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot in it, and no lion prowls there. People assault the flinty rock with their hands and lay bare. That there is no value to human
1: reasoning and insight. Human ingenuity harnesses the power like building dance. Human ingenuity has been helpful enlightening, uh, like in the discovering of flight, uh, technological advancements, smartphones, uh, medical advancements. Uh, what are some of the advancements you are most appreciative of? I say that to the people around you. If you're on the chat, chat in some of those uh, things. You know, the, the truth is that we humans are fairly amazing. Actually, why don't you turn to the person next to us next to you and say, hey, you're amazing. Say it loud and proud <laughs> uh, say it uh, yeah, if you're online, chat on there, even call out some people that you think are really amazing. yes, we are the uh, people around you and us human beings, we are fairly amazing, but we lack, we lack wisdom for life, and we're not sure who to listen to, and just because. We are smart and I know that you are super intelligent uh, and we know someone who's smart does not mean they're wise and possess the wisdom of life. I've known some, some great minds. Uh, they are incredible and do, do, do difficult mathematic problems and, 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 and incredible engineers and amazing, have amazing medical knowledge and speak multiple languages and yet have little or, or, or no wisdom to navigate through the troubled waters of suffering or, or, or deep struggles or really even everyday life. Because it's dangerous to mine it from within. It's dangerous because we tend to look within ourselves for wisdom, like the two men who gunned down Ahmad aubrey They chose to listen to a racist worldview, and that resulted in Murder. Proverbs 28, 26, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Racism is a deplorable result of human thinking that defies God and says one group of people is more valuable than another. Yet God has been clear, we are all. All ethnicities, all ages, all physical abilities or disabilities, gender or intellect or economics or beliefs are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hand made by God. Psalm 139 is clear that we are put together, shaped, and formed and knit together by God Himself, every cell, every feature. And we're made in His image, as Genesis chapter 1 says. We all have the same value. That's God's wisdom for life. If we are willing to listen and receive God's wisdom. But how? We'll see in a moment. Back to Job. His friends felt they had mined the wisdom of life. And yet call it groupthink, that condition. If we all agree it must be right. Or or maybe as Proverbs 15, 12 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. They were wrong and foolish. Actually, God says so. Write down Job chapter 20, uh, 42, verse 7. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks, but, but God calls him wrong. See, wisdom is not discovered within within ourselves. It comes from God and available to all who are willing to listen and to receive it from him. For, for listening to the wisdom of God brings Help and hope in life. Well, let's look at another truth of wisdom, one of these fruitless efforts in wisdom. Uh, Wisdom is not a commodity to be obtained. Open back up to Job chapter twenty-eight, now verses fifteen to nineteen. Vanessa, would you read that again?
0: It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of your fear with precious onyx or lapis lazuli neither gold nor crystal can compare with it nor can it be had for jewels of gold coral and jasper are not worthy of mention the price of topaz is beyond rubies the topaz of Kush cannot compare with it it cannot be bought with pure gold
1: true wisdom is is, is not an object or thing to obtain it cannot be purchased how many of you like to shop yeah yeah it is fun i mean if i could go in down the aisles of a hardware store i could be there forever or or a sporting goods store and now we do, we 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 can do curbside pickup <laughs> we can't go in and shop and we're we're kind of shop deprived right now but what 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 is one of the best purchases you've ever made if you're online list it right there uh share it in the chat I had a, I've been doing a little shopping online. It's been kind of fun. And I found a really cool gadget that I love. It's, it's this thing right here. You have any idea what that is? Yeah, I didn't either until I, 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 I learned about it. What it is, it's a, it's a tie-down machine to help tie down my grapevine. So you, you go a little, grab a little thing like this. You have a couple of grapevines like this. You put them in here, and then you staple it closed. And it's kind of fun. Isn't that a cool object? How fun is that? oh, there's so many cool things out there. Some human ingenuity is awesome, but God's wisdom is way better. But, but see, wisdom is not a commodity acquired through trading or purchasing where we have control. And wisdom's value is so huge that there is no precious gem or metal or resource, uh, uh, resource on earth that can match its worth. It's not for sale. And yet as Proverbs 16:16 16, 16 says, How much better to get wisdom than gold to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Wisdom is of such value. It is out of our price range out of anyone's price range. See, so it's not just for the rich, the rich in intelligent or the rich in resources and money. Wisdom is not obtained like we're so used to with our consumer uh, entitled culture. We feel that if we want anything, we, should, we, we have the right to have it. Or we somehow can buy it with something. But true wisdom comes only from God. And available to all who are willing to listen and receive it from him. For listening to the wisdom of God brings hope and help in life wisdom for life is not discovered from within and not a commodity to be attained so what are we just left to grope through life in ignorance and foolishness job expresses the same look back in job now verse 20 of job of job 28 job questions from from where then does wisdom come and where is the place of understanding it is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air abaddon which is the place of destruction and death say we have heard a rumor of it with our ears basically these verses are saying wisdom is not found within the living or the dead so where where is wisdom well true wisdom for life is received from god alone let's read the rest of the chapter verse 23 God understands the way of it, the way of wisdom. And he knows its place, verse 24. For he looks to the ends of the earth and seeing everything under the heaven, under the heavens, when he gave to the wind its weight and apportioned the waters by measure, when he made the decree for the rain and the way of the lightning of the thunder, when he saw it and declared it, he established it and searched it out. And he said to man, man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. God is the owner and the, the measure of wisdom. God's wisdom is seen in all he has created. From ecosystems to our own DNA. I, I love the extreme intelligence of Ravi Zacharias. I'd like you to listen to this video clip.
3: The famed quantum physicist John Pokinghorn was one day lecturing on the specified complexity of this universe, the specifications and the exactitude in the microbe and the picoseconds of the formation of this universe. He said, do you know how exact it needed to be if you just take one contingency, the expansion and contraction rates? He said the exactitude demanded was so great and the, the error, the margin of error so small, he said it would be like taking aim at a one square inch object twenty billion light years away and hitting it bullseye. Stephen Hawking reminds us that even if a fraction of a numerical was off in that we would never have had this universe that it would have collapsed upon itself. Such fine-tuning. So much so. Frederick Frederick Hoyle, the astronomer, says it is like a tornado. To think it happened by accident is like imagining a tornado going through a junkyard and generating a Boeing 747. How magnificent is this? There's not a soul here who believes that we got our dictionary because of an explosion in a printing press. And yet we believe this 3.1 billion bits of information of the human DNA just happened to come into being from primordial slime to an Einstein. How irrational. That's why the Bible just dismisses it in one verse. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. The dimension of eternity, there are hints of...
1: I want to encourage you to... uh Pray for Ravi Zacharias and his family. Ravi has uh, an incurable cancer, and he is on his deathbed. They don't know how long he will have. Pray for his family and his ministry and those around him. But as we, as we look at the order and systems of this world, it is perfect. And, it, and, and, and all the processes are perfect. And we know that God has something we don't. It's wisdom. And we cannot achieve it through human efforts. Yet God wants us to have it. So why not receive it from him? And here's how. Verse 28 of Job 28. And he, that's God, said to man, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Two ways to receive God's wisdom. They seem almost too simple for, such, for something of such great value. But that's how God works. Yes, two choices, but probably the, the most challenging, the most difficult, the most trying choices we will ever make. The first is to choose to live a life in reverence of God, that's the fear of the Lord. A, a respect, a, a, an honor, holding God as the highest influence. And loudest voice of life. See, we get to choose who we respect and what we honor. It's part of our free will. And with God, there is no half choice. We either take all of God or none of God. You can't just pick and choose, like a grocery store, of what characteristics you want to have, and that's God. It's all God. And you take the whole bundle. We cannot just take his love and his kindness and not his judgments. To revere God is to accept and learn all of his character. Uh, We cannot just take his blessing and not his discipline. To revere God is to acknowledge that we have what we have by the hand of God and we have what we don't have by his hand as well. Uh, We cannot say that I'll only learn on my terms when I'm ready and certainly not through trials Or difficulties of life but to revere god is to trust him in his way his path of life that's the fear of the lord it's not a one-time choice but a continual choice to come under god's leadership out of respect and honor that's one way to gain wisdom the next way is to live in response of god to live in reverence of god but also to live in response to god to turn away from evil living life god's way in challenging israel god put it this way deuteronomy chapter 10 verses 12 and 13 now israel what does the lord your god require of you but to fear the lord your god to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commending you today for your good. It's a fourfold choice to live in response to God, to walk in God's way. That's figuring out how he wants us to live and get on with it, to get through his training manual, his service manual for life, and understand how we're supposed to do life and go about it and in the process to love him. Jesus said it very clearly in John chapter 14 verse 15. To love him is through obedience, the following of his way of life. And in that to serve the Lord, to, to use the abilities and the the positions and the places that God has placed us in for his purposes. Yeah, it's serving in the church in a different ministry of the church. But I don't know if you noticed at all, but the church is, is not having in-person gatherings right now. So, so you are the church. And where you meet, the church is. And you should go out and reach out to your neighborhood. That's why Jesus said, love your neighbors. God has given you your mission field right there in your neighborhood. All the people around you, that is now your responsibility. And it always has been. We're to to serve the Lord, and also to to know what is expected of us, to follow his instructions, to follow his instruction manual. And that means to learn and to grow, and to put on the equipment to grow. But see, when you've come to faith in Jesus, when you've come to that place where you understand we're sinful and we need a savior and it's jesus and many of you have done it. if you haven't yet done then that come to that place of faith boy i encourage you to talk to someone call us up let's chat uh, chat in the chat box there and or call us up or email us and we will be happy to walk you through how do you make sure that you know that you've come to that place of belief in jesus where you're understand you're sinful you need a savior and it's jesus when you make that decision you've been instantly given the best life coach ever the best mentor the best guide ever is called the holy spirit it's god's spirit living with you helping you to grow he's your coach and he wants to help you go but but coaching does no good unless you get out into it just, just yesterday i bought some new running shoes uh, i i've kind of started to i I'm, I'm getting back to running now i did run the long beach marathon many moons ago and and completed that but recently i've gained the COVID 19 you know what i mean <laughs> some of you else are, are, are feeling the same thing. And, and, and I've, I, I said, you know, I've got to get out there and I got to start running again. And I've been exercising, but I really haven't been running. So I can go buy those tennis shoes, which I did yesterday. And I tried them out. They work great. But if I never use them under the guidance of the, what the, I know is a good running pattern, there's not going to be any life change in the same way. You've got to get out there and serve God and love God and walk in his way. And the Holy Spirit will guide you. And there will be life change. See, when we live in, in reverence of God, in response to him, we receive the wisdom of life. And we need that wisdom for life. For learning the wisdom of God and listening to the wisdom of God brings help and hope in life. With the bombardment of information out there, all kinds of voices are commanding our attention. So who are you going to listen to? Job teaches us wisdom is not discovered from within, not a commodity to be attained. But true wisdom in life is receiving from God alone. As we live in reverence of him and in response to him. So will you, will you listen to the wisdom of God and receive that help and hope in life? Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for just the great reality that you don't leave us to just fend for ourselves and somehow gain this wisdom for life on our own because we know we can't do it. We need you. You are our way maker uh, you are the one who guides us and helps us grow and, and gives us this wisdom for life. And we want to receive it from you. Help us to fear you. To reverently respect all of who you are. Not picking and choosing which character traits we like or don't like. But taking all of that and live in respect and honor of you. And then, Lord, to respond. To grow as you want us To grow. To love you and to serve you and to to get out there and practice our faith. God, help us. Help us in the midst of this crisis. Walk us through our emotions, the ups and downs and all arounds. But God, give us wisdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as we're continuing our worship this morning, I want to challenge you. you the question do you really revere fear the lord how do you know you know because when you start to think about god you feel that incredible desire to please him and to live life his way that's the response part i think the holy spirit spoke in you a little bit today i want to encourage you to now take action Whatever it is he's laid on your heart, take action. Let it continue to soak in as we continue our worship.